Hey, good afternoon, and welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes coming to you live this afternoon, this Tuesday afternoon. In fact, it is January 31st. I mean, this is crazy. And uh, I've got the unique privilege today of having a former SWAT brother in studio with me. Um, Many of you may have heard yesterday that Doug is going to be out this week. Uh, He had a a family issue. I'm not going to give the the details but his his mom um is undergoing some some uh medical issues back in meridian mississippi and so doug went back there and uh anyway so doug will be out this week uh keep him in your prayers keep his family in your prayers and pray for his mother eileen and his father james and so um i'm hoping doug maybe doug will call um over the next 60 minutes but uh we're so glad you have joined us here at swat radio if you're new to swat swat stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth and uh we are probably one of the only let let me just say we're one of the very few if not the only live men's christian broadcast where you can actually call in and so we uh we always want you to be encouraged to call the numbers 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me. I'm gonna, Usually I say, hey, email ask at SWATradio.com, but I'm going to have you email me personally. It's brad at SWATradio.com. Thankful to David Gray, who joined me yesterday, uh, spur of the moment, and came in. And we have a, David and I always have a great time just, uh, bantering back and forth as we work through uh, the passage of Scripture that we're looking at this week. And this week we are in Acts chapter 20, verses 22 through 27. We'll get further into that, but I want to really take a minute just to introduce, uh, I, I was going to say, my, my brother in Christ, uh, Nick Lekas. Uh, Nick, you and I have met once before, I think once before. I've I, it's I think actually I, a couple. We've met a couple times. Well, we probably yeah. have, and you know, I've, I have these senior moments every once in a while. I was just sharing with Nick that I am uh, celebrating my anniversary tomorrow, thirty-seven years, and uh, I was I was sharing with a guy. In fact, uh, I'm so glad you're in studio with me because I, I had a very late night, and a late night for me is after ten o'clock. If, I, if I'm up past ten, it's so far past my bedtime. But I have the the great privilege of teaching at a Bible study on the West side and have for 17 years every Tuesday morning. And, uh, I had a passage I was working through in Hebrews chapter six. And, and I don't know if you're like this, cause I know you've, you've taught it to SWAT Bible studies is I love people say, God, you really love to teach. I said, I don't know that I love to teach. I love to study. And so uh, I, I got to digging into Hebrews six and I, no, I have taught it before, but uh, it was a long night, and uh, I'm thankful. But I may drift off while we're here. So you're gonna—it's your your responsibility, Nick, to keep me, you know, keep me alive here over the next hour. But I'm I'm sure you will. I'm excited to get to know a little bit more about you, and I I'm just thankful that you were able to come in and join me, and we'll get into kind of what we're 
the the text here in Acts chapter 20 at some point, maybe in the second or third segment. But tell us about Nick. Uh, so I, uh, I've been living here in the Jacksonville area for about uh, 10 years. It'll be 10 years that my wife and I and uh, um, our kids came down, well, my oldest child at that time. Uh, so it'll be 10 years ago, this uh, the end of uh, February, uh, that we uh, moved down here uh, for a job transfer, actually, with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Florida, where I was for uh, about four years and uh, net, since then have moved on to um, other organizations. Um, but yeah, we, we love the area. We uh, really enjoy being down here in Florida. We're thankful that uh, the Lord saw fit to uh, bring us down here. Well, I'm kind of uh, interesting. Uh, you know, usually we have these guest interviews that we do each week. And uh, the, for the first five years, Doug and I did them together. Oftentimes it would be somebody in studio, somebody who calls in, whatever. It could be wherever in the country or even around the world. And uh, and the interviews are always fascinating. But we oftentimes we go into an interview with somebody that we've, we're bringing in, we know a little bit about them. And for me, I don't know really anything about Nick. And so uh, I, I know you and I chatted before we came on the air, and I'm kind of excited for our listeners to hear kind of your story, what, really God's story, how God's story is woven through you, your family, where you grew up. How did you come to Christ? How did you find SWAT radium? How did you find SWAT, period, you know? Sure, sure. So uh, I uh... – I came to Christ when I was uh, roughly 13 years old. Um, so that was, um, uh, I, I guess, just to kind of begin from from more of the beginning, uh, I grew up in a church that was very heavily embedded in legalism. Um, they uh, did their best to practice uh, a lot of the Levitical laws. Um, obviously, they didn't have a temple. They could not make any sacrifices, so they did not actually practice those laws are you, are you as described in the book of Leviticus. <laughs> but had they been given the opportunity, I'm not sure they would have passed it up. Um, but that being said, they, they were heavily into, into that, and they were heavily into prophecy. Um, these two uh, factors uh, guided a lot of what they did, in my opinion, um, as, a, as a church. Um, so growing up in that, I heard a lot about what you needed to do in order to please God, mm. and I heard a lot about how the world was going to end and their interpretation of it. Now, um, let me ask you, back up a minute, because you and I were talking before yeah. we came on the air. You grew up in New York City, born and raised? Or, I was, or I was born? Born, born in New York City, lived there for about a year and a half. Okay. Um, my, my brother is a year younger than I am, about six months after he was born, uh, my parents uh, decided to leave New York City. They were professional opera singers um, in New York City. Uh, they, they were not leading any operas, at least not that either of them ever shared with me. Um, but they, uh, they, they were on stage performing regularly, and after they had their first child, they started exploring how they could leave that industry in order to start a family and raise that family. And they were believers, I'm um, assuming. Is they... That- um, that's that's a great question. I think mm. um, I would call them surface believers. Okay. I don't know okay. that I would call them, at least at that point, um, you know, firm believers. Yeah. Um, so they they moved out of, of New York City to New Jersey. My mother's grandmother had passed away, left the house to her. She actually left a third of it to my mother, a third of it to her brother, and the third where she actually owed money to the bank. Oh, good. Um, yeah. So, so the bank owned a third of it. Yeah. yeah. My, my <laughs> uncle sold uh, his third to my mother for a dollar, and... Uh, they just finished paying off the mortgage. Um, so they, they took over that house in New Jersey, and that is where I grew That's up. That's where you grew up. Okay. Um, 
So that that's really all I have uh, memories of is that that house in in New Jersey. But it was in um, Union, New Jersey, um, just uh, maybe about ten miles outside of New York City. I could see uh, the Twin Towers from my window yeah. growing up every every morning. Yeah. So yeah. it was uh, you know, just you know reminiscing about about that. But yeah, that view was was always there. That's a great my, view, by the my way. My childhood, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, my my parents. Uh, um, entered into this uh, uh, um, legalistic church. When uh, I was about five years old, um, they heard a gentleman by the name of Garner Ted Armstrong on the radio, and they felt very moved by what he said. So they uh, basically called in to get information about the church. A pastor was sent out to meet with them, and they were invited to worship services. And not long after that, they were baptized uh, and um you know, started attending uh, worship services with this group regularly, which is what I grew up in. Hmm. And as I mentioned, this is a group that was, you know, very heavily uh, uh, steeped into, you know, the the, the Levitical law, the legalism, um, but also heavily steeped in um, prophecy and things of that nature. Hmm. Um, not going to pretend that I believe they had a lot of that correct, yeah. but they that was something that they were heavily hmm. uh, interested in and talked about regularly. Gotcha. Um, so, but that being said, their their focus, I think, um, deterred them from really building up the body. Um, so, this was a group of people who, I think, over time, the longer they were there, they tended to experience um, uh, difficulty in in just relationship building. Mm. Um, and there was nothing along the lines, and I think this is probably the, the important factor. There really was nothing along the lines of discipleship. Yeah, that seemed to occur. Yeah. They did have what was called a correspondence course. So this correspondence course educated them in what they believed um, as a body, but it really did not help develop them as disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that that was, I think, uh, a major factor of what was lacking in that gotcha. that particular yeah. group. Yeah. So it sounds very headstrong. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was uh, thirteen. Um, other events transpiring. My my father started having an affair. Actually, when I was twelve, started having an affair with another woman. That was in this church. Um, I started noticing that he was becoming more and more distant from the family, and started picking up on their relationship being more than just friends. Gotcha. Uh, and then I I um uh, my my father ultimately decided that he was going to leave uh, the family, divorce my mother, um, and. I was I was closer to him than I was my mother. I, I would not necessarily blame my mother for that. Uh, again, this is a group, a church that mm-hmm. we grew up with, where there was there was no real discipleship, right? So there was no real education of of say you know for example um, I think it's the Chapman book, the five love languages. Yeah. How <laughs> one person may communicate love and someone else may communicate love completely differently. Sure. My mother and I yep. were both trying to communicate that we loved each other, <laughs> and I think we completely missed gotcha. that we loved gotcha. each other. Yeah. I think we both understand now that we did, but at that point in time, you know, as a 13-year-old child, I was not tracking on right. any of that. Of course not. Um, so I was, I was distraught. I felt very alone. I was embarrassed because of the, the church we're in, and I, I decided that— I needed to uh, take matters into my own hand, and I remember approaching the kitchen drawer, pulling out a knife, and standing at that drawer with that knife, at, contemplating at thirteen, at 13 wow. contemplating taking uh, taking my life. Wow. I did not actually attempt to do it because while I was standing there, I just felt nervous that this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I ultimately put that knife 
back in the drawer and shut the drawer and walked away. Incredible. <laughs> you know, these things you don't know about people. You know, I think I was telling you when, when you came in so often, those of us who are in the church, you know, we, we see people and we immediately kind of get an idea of who they are. It's like to pee, peel back the curtain a little bit and look into that light. Yeah. So we're going to we're gonna carry on from that when we come back from the break. If you are uh, tuning in today, we'd love to hear from you. 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you are on social media, you can go to SWAT Radio Talk for Facebook and Twitter. If you have an email or a comment you want to give us, send that to brad at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We will be right back with Nick Lekas. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as the co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida and are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. The Guardian Group, with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards, 904-580-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group, happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes sitting alongside Nick Lekas. And Nick, it's so good to have you in studio. Something about being like face-to-face. You know, uh, Doug and I were were talking about having people call in and doing interviews. And I'm always, uh, it's it's a bit of a challenge. And it's just something about sitting across from each other and and hearing how God is at work. Before we jump in, because I want to pick up where you left off, 
I want to let our listeners know. In fact, I just got a text from Doug and a beautiful picture of his mother who's looking awesome. And we are praying for the McCary family, as I know many on the airways are doing the same. And so one of the things I wanted to mention is this weekend, um, February, Friday, February 3rd, and Saturday, February 4th, here at the Salem Center at 7235 Bonneville Road here in Jacksonville, there is a conference called Living Without Lust. That's Living Without Lust. In fact, you can go to their website, Living Without Lust, all the way out, spell it out, dot com. You can go on there and check out this conference that's coming up this weekend. Friday is actually, I think, really uh, devoted to therapists and healing professionals and you know, ministry leaders. This is a crisis in the church. And um, and then Saturday, I think, is an open conference. Anybody that wants to come, uh, to come. One other event coming up in uh, at the end of February. Hard to believe it's going to be February starting tomorrow. And, uh, and anyway, Saturday, February 25th here in Jacksonville, Florida, the Iron Sharpens Iron National Men's Conference is taking place. That's Saturday, February 25th from 8.30 in the morning till 4.55 in the afternoon. Um, anyway, my, our good friend Brian Doyle, who's the founder of Iron Sharpens Iron, will be in attendance along with uh, Jay Penton, Rex Tigner, J.T. McGraw, Thomas McMillan, Brian Carter. Uh, there's a number of uh, really great breakout sessions that are going to be happening. Uh, work, not a four-letter word. That'll be an interesting breakout session by Jay Penton. Taking Your Marriage Off Autopilot by Brian Doyle. Uh, Raising Godly Boys by Larry Wagner at Trail Life USA. Uh, how about Pastoring the Men of Your Church? Pretty important deal. Brian Carter will be leading that. Men Who Pray, Care, and Share. Tom McLeod. Tom's a dear, dear brother of mine. Uh, it's Time for a Do-Over by Rex Tigner. He'll be doing a breakout session. Don't Go Broke, Men and Money by Thomas McMillan. Uh, Discipline Men. D- d- excuse me. Discipling Men to Disciple Men. That's Chris Ackerson from Every Man a Warrior. Uh, building Your Bands of Brother. J.T. McGraw will be do, doing that breakout session and then Becoming a Man of the Word. I'm going to be doing that breakout session. So just wanted to mention that. <clears throat> if you're interested, go to ironsharpensiron.net. We'll continue to talk about that uh, in the days ahead. So, <clears throat> Nick, we were we went into break talking about how you're in, you're, you're, in, you're in the kitchen, 13 years old, and you're ready to end your life. Yes, yes. So I, as I mentioned uh, just before we went on break, I uh, I felt led to put the knife back in the drawer and close the drawer. Um, at this point, I can look at that and recognize the Holy Spirit already beginning to move and work with me. It wasn't, but the next uh, uh, worship service that that I attended, it was uh, we went we went to church on Saturdays again. You know, practicing Levitical, mm-hmm. attempting to practice Levitical law, um, and I remember uh, one of the pastors up there talking about. Um, uh, reading from, I believe, Psalms, uh, talking about um, individuals who were um, fatherless or widows and how God has a special provision for them. And I heard that, and I could feel the tears welling in my eyes um, as I recognized that with my father no longer in the house, I qualified on some level as someone who was fatherless. Uh, I, at that point, I committed myself to Christ, 
I recognized my sin of just a few days ago, picking mm-hmm. up that knife and <clears throat> repented of that and repented of, of as many sins would came to mind. Right. Literally during that worship service, I have no idea what else that pastor wow. spoke about wow. in that that sermon because it ended for me right there. And I'm not even sure that was the topic of conversation. It was just a comment that he made. And, and that was, that's all I remember. But, um, uh, from there, I, my life, my life dramatically changed. Um, I did not profess to anyone in that, that nomination that I had accepted to Christ. I did not actually confess to anyone that I contemplated suicide. Um, at that point, now, you uh, in church with your mother? Is this, yep, my okay. mother, my brother um, attended there. My my father at this point was no longer attending the worship service. He had been removed from the body. Um, he did come back a couple of years later to a different congregation of that same denomination, but he was not not physically there, mm. and that that was something that um, was uh, it, it felt shameful, uh, and I did not have the impression of that group that it would have been received well. So I kept it to myself. Gotcha. Um, and, yeah, and, you know, and on top of that, being um, that they had so much on top of just the essence of the gospel, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. repenting of your sins, mm. that it was hard for me um, to commit to everything else that they wanted. And I, I can't tell you if it was just um, that I had a bit of a rebellious streak in me that prevented me from doing it, or if it was the Holy Spirit already leading me away from gotcha. that that legalistic perspective. But yeah. I stayed attending that church for quite some time hmm. um, later. That for or, you know for a long time after after that event. Um, sometime later, um, I want to say around uh, 1994, uh, that church had a major shift in doctrine. They recognized that they were wrong in practicing legalism. Wow! And they they turned 180 was, degrees. Was that a denominational change? It was a denominational no change. Wow. The the person it was not the founder at that point. The founder of the church had passed away. Um, the person that was uh, tapped by that founder to take over had been over that presiding over that church, and he, for whatever reason, had a desire to make sure that we were completely aligned with Scripture. And there were numerous. Oh. Uh, uh, scriptures that they went through, reviewed, came to understanding that they did not un- believe them correctly in the past, and they were trying to bring the congregation with them. Wow. Some people did not accept it and left, but the bulk of the denomination stayed. And ultimately, they got to the point of just saying that you're requiring all of this of you, this is wrong. It's not a requirement. The only requirement we have is to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and repent of our sins. Yeah. That is what we need to do, and that is where it ends, hmm. right? It's not to say that we don't obey him, but it's Correct. not a requirement <clears throat> for salvation. Correct. Correct. And that was, I think, the, the critical aspect that they, they missed. There were so many hoops that you had to jump through all the time in order to maintain your salvation. Hmm. But but they, they, they realized that that was wrong, and they decided to align themselves with Scripture— as opposed to propagating uh, this yeah. this inaccuracy and fallacy that they had been propagating for decades. That is that's actually great to hear. Yes, you know, to hear something. Like it that. is. So about a year, maybe not quite a year after that, is when I actually came forward and asked to be baptized gotcha. um, and approached someone because at that point that made sense. It it aligned with what I was reading in scripture mm-hmm. and and I wanted to publicly commit myself to Christ at that yeah. point. Yeah. So you're. What fourteen? At that point, um, when when I when I was baptized, yeah. at that point I was uh, twenty six. Oh, okay. It was it gotcha. was a good okay. decade. 
Um, I was in college at 20, 25, maybe 25. Wow. Um, I, I, I was in college at, at that point. I just graduated and, um, you know, was, uh, um, you know, just, you know, kind of going through again this whole, this whole mess of, you know, I mean, it was more than just, right, you know, they're, they're changing their doctrine. Yeah. There were a lot of people that, that you know, stood there and like, oh, this makes perfect sense. And there were a lot of people that stood there and said, this is heresy. Yeah. And yeah. the church went through a huge division. Wow. It was not pretty. Um, but the leadership of the church, they, they just said, we, we can't, we, we know what the truth is and we can't hide it. We can't, we're not even going to be, we're just, we're just going to tell you this is, this is the truth. We've been wrong and we're sorry. Wow. I wonder how many churches have been able to do that. <clears throat> you know, I, you talk about humbling yourself, especially as a leader of a church, to be able to say, we've been doing this wrong. This yeah. is unbiblical. So I'm interested, and we're going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour, <clears throat> but at 13, your father leaves. You're, as you said, in a sense, fatherless, you know, in the home. Those are some crucial years, 13, 14, 15. I got two yeah. boys of my own grown now and married, but the reality is I remember those years. Those were some critical years in their life. There were critical years in my life. Was there somebody in your life? Uh, another man, a father, a coach, somebody that was there were, investing in you? There were a couple of people who would pop in and out. There was no one there that was consistent and no one there that really like closely partnered yeah. um, with me that I entrusted. Um, I, would, I, would, I would go so far as to say is just the idea of entering into manhood. I don't think it logically occurred to me that I was a man until my early 30s. Yeah. I got married. A few years after that. Great stuff. I, well, we're going to keep talking about this because I'm fascinated. I want to know how you and Tiffany met. Uh, I know you're all, y'all you been married, I think you said like 16 years. Yeah, or it'll be 16, 16 years. 16 years. July. Praise God. Uh, you got three kids. I want to hear about that. And I uh, hope you'll come back and join us. SWAT Radio, 844-777-7928. If you want to call in, give us a shout. Uh, You can also email me with any questions or comments to brad at SWATradio.com. If you're new to SWAT Radio, again, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Uh, We have Bible studies that meet throughout the city. You can go to SWATradio.com, click on the Meetings tab, check out where we we meet, when we meet, and we'd love to have you in person. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. to SWAT Radio. Uh, boy, some of that music, I'd like to just keep going. But, uh, Jeremy, I guess I have to talk every once in a while. <laughs> I am so gra- glad to have Nick Leckis in studio with me. Nick is a, a uh, uh, obviously a brother in Christ. He's a fellow SWAT brother. And I've had, uh, in fact, I think when Doug 
kind of handed over the teaching of the Thursday morning group, you were one of the first guys who kind of stepped up and said, uh, I'll teach. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Nick, I got to tell you, and, um, I don't know. I, I actually came that first, I think Thursday and you, you taught that morning and, uh, you know, it's such such an encouraging thing to see other men step up. And you know, Doug has Doug kind of made a commitment to me and some other guys that he was going to start taking Fridays off, and that he just needed to take some stuff off of his plate. You know, Doug, like I know, oh, Doug, yeah. Doug is like me too. I just pile a bunch of stuff on your plate. Just hey, you know, I'm just got a lot of energy, and uh, but I was so encouraged that Doug was willing to kind of hand that over because it is. I think one of the more encouraging things about SWAT is that there are a number of godly men, mature godly men, who have a desire to teach. And I think in our culture today, and especially in the church, because we have churches that are really made up of really dynamic pastors. I mean, people that really are gifted in communicating the gospel, but there's often a tendency that if you're the pastor of that church and I sit in the pew every or the chair or whatever and I hear your teaching, I've, I tend to elevate. We, we do tend to elevate the pastor, and therefore uh, we just become consumers. And so oftentimes I think we're missing it. We're missing this opportunity. Paul says to Timothy, the things you heard from me in the presence of many witnesses – and trust a faithful men who will teach others also. That's 2 Timothy 2 2. And the value of seeing other men step up. And while they may not be experienced in it, skilled in it, maybe not even gifted in it, they feel called to do that. And and it is a call to do that. We are commanded to teach. And so I appreciate and, you doing that. I appreciate you stepping up and, and doing that. I think you're going to be teaching this Thursday morning. Yes, yes, at that the is uh, at the SWAT Bible study. And uh, I just once again, if you're unfamiliar with SWAT, we are a men's ministry uh, out of His Light International Ministries. Uh, we gather uh, throughout the city of Jacksonville. Uh, let's see, we have a Wednesday morning Bible study out in Ponte Vedra Beach. We have a Wednesday afternoon here at the Salem Center at noon. A Thursday morning with you guys at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. And then uh, there's a Thursday Zoom call. We have a, a number of men who call in from all over the country uh, that get on that. And then uh, and then there's a Friday group that meets down in St. Augustine. And so uh, if, you're, if you're not plugged into a men's Bible study, go to SWATradio.com, click on the meetings tab. You'll see the locations and the times that we meet. There's a lot of value in coming together around the Word of God. Amen. So, man, I've got a lot of I, I got more questions. I don't know if we'll get to them all, but I'll, I'll definitely have you back and we'll unpack some of this. But so you, um, you a uh, little you kind of shared a lot of your church history, your church background, your yeah. surrendering to Christ and His Lordship. Um, I'm curious how you met your wife. So my wife was also in that church. Oh, okay. uh, she was uh, a, a number of years younger than I was. Um, so she didn't quite see everything that I, I saw, but she grew up, you know, under that same legalism mm-hmm. and saw saw us move away from that. Um, you know, being younger, I think she did not necessarily have uh, um, any hindrance in 
understanding what uh, what the accurate teaching was and came along with it right away. Um, and and I can recall, not sure that I should be saying this, but did confess that she didn't understand why um, so many people uh, that wanted to hold on to what we used to believe mm-hmm. wanted to hold on to it in light of what Scripture actually said, wow. uh, because it it made clear sense. And I agree, it, it made <clears throat> clear sense when when you actually took time to sit down and read it and, you know, actually try to, you know, dive into it and, and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So you had your eye on her from uh, a, a young girl, I'm no, assuming. We, uh, we, we uh, I did not. Um, we just happened to be at the same place at the same time uh, one random afternoon and just started, just Love started it. talking and, and uh, hit it off and, and it just kind of, Bloomed from there, blossomed. I love, and, I, love uh, I love hearing stories like that. I, yeah. uh, my wife still says I'm a diehard romantic. I mean, I love the idea how God knits lives together. And uh, I've got four adult. I've got five adult children, four of which are married, and one probably headed that way soon. And just to even to be a part of their lives growing up. I know you have three kids. Yes. Uh, I know we're fellow homeschool dads. That's right. Uh, we did that with five of our kids and. By God's grace, uh, you know, we probably tried to mess it up as bad as you could do it. But my five children all love Christ. They're pursuing Christ. Their spouses are pursuing Christ. And uh, it's it's great. So you had three kids. What uh, ages? They are 11, uh, 8, and 7. Okay. Uh, Elias is the oldest. Ezra is uh, my middle. And Jacob uh, is my, my youngest. Love love those names. I've got a, I've got a Jacob. But I uh, love the Ezra. That's a great name. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite names, actually. So you guys moved to Jacksonville, but you said about 10 years ago, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Right? It'll be 10 years, the end of this month. Yeah. And uh, well, end of next month, end of February. So I am kind of curious, and I'm sure I'm, I'm always curious. How, how do people find SWAT? How did you get plugged into SWAT? So I, I uh, my wife and I started attending uh, Christian Family Chapel uh, uh, now, I guess, five, six years ago. Okay. And, uh, I was asking a lot of the guys there uh, whether or not there was a men's ministry and, you know, what they did to uh, build relationships and connect with, with other men. There was a, a men's Bible study that they had there, um, but most of the guys said they they uh, attended a SWAT. I didn't know what that was, so I went online and started looking it up, and and uh, took me a little bit to make the time to actually drive out because the, the drive was a little longer, mm-hmm. um, you know, for um, – you know, where I was working uh, and commute-wise, right. it was right. uh, not the easiest thing for me to do, but eventually made the time to come out, and it was just a, a great experience and, and you know, stuck with it. And when I wasn't able to make it, just tried to uh, catch the uh, the podcast or the, you know, the radio show after it yeah. was uh, – Those up. knuckleheads that are on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> so I so I, I, oftentimes – and Doug doesn't do this. I tend to be the one – kind of promoting SWAT. I, I just firmly believe that men need to be in community with other men around the word of God. And so Amen. what is, what? tell our listeners, what, what's the value of SWAT for you personally? So the value of, of SWAT, I, you know, it, it, it would be hard to just hit on, I think, sure. one, yeah. one thing. Um, you know, I appreciate, uh, I deeply appreciate Doug's desire to stay in Scripture and go through uh, an expository study, verse by verse. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's there's really so much opportunity 
to misinterpret scripture when you you take a topical approach. Yes. And Doug just, you know, he does not attempt to do that at all. He wants people to to dive into the word themselves on their own time. Mm. And through this study, he sets that example of how yeah. you can actually study the Bible on your own. You don't need Amen. To a, a class. Yeah. You don't need someone holding your hand every step yeah. of the way. You need yeah. to be willing to carve out some time in your day, pick up your Bible, and actually start reading it yeah. verse by verse. Yeah. And if you have a question, I mean, we have the internet now. You can actually look it up, and there are some great sites out there. It's amazing. I can help I, answer questions. I, and, you know, and I, I hate to date myself, but I came to Christ uh, almost 40 years ago. And uh, similar, well, I was, uh, I was 18, 19 years old, and uh, I was very fortunate that my brother-in-law or my soon-to-be brother-in-law at the time, uh, after I surrendered to Christ, literally the next day he began pouring into me. And one of the things, in fact, one of these Bibles sitting here on this desk, it's this one right here, and, and uh, this is a Bible that I got when I got baptized. Now, just to tell you the date on it, October 27th, 19, wait for it, 1985, okay? In fact, my wife and I both got baptized together. Uh, I'd come to Christ in 1980, so about five years. How many years was it for you till you got baptized? Oh, oh my. Uh, it was a number of years, years right? 12 yeah. years, I think. Well, I finally came under the conviction that I needed to be obedient. Anyway, this is what he wrote in my Bible. I'll just share it with you. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night, and he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. Most of us know that Psalms 1, verse 2 and 3, he says, what a great promise. Begin now, now, claiming it and activating it in your life. Let his word rule your heart and mind. Read it, study it, memorize it, and love it. Do as those in Thessalonica and receive the word with great eagerness. He's speaking of the Bereans, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things are so. Acts 17. May you be able to say, as Solomon did, one word, uh, not one word has failed of all his good promises. 1 Kings 8.56. Finally, be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, handling accurately the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15. That's what he wrote in my Bible, 1985. And one of the things, as I read that, it, it becomes almost a bit emotional for me because I realized I'm so thankful that he basically sat me down and said, you're not going to be a spoon-fed Christian. We need to feed. You've got to learn to feed yourself. You know, if, if one of your children at 11 years old wants you to feed them, you know there's a problem. And so, in, so often in our day, we're just perfectly fine having somebody else feed us the Word. You know, and so anyway, the, the value of knowing the Word, feeding on the Word, disciplining yourself to be obedient to the Word, key stuff. He's stuff. Nick Leckus, my guest here this afternoon. I say you're my guest. I mean, maybe you'll come back. I don't know. <laughs> if you're new to SWAT, again, go to SWATradio.com. Check out the meetings tab. You'll see where we 
start meeting actually tomorrow morning out in Potavita Beach and here at Salem Center at lunch. Uh, I don't know if we're having Jersey Mike's or Chick-fil-A. I think it's Jersey Mike's tomorrow here for lunch. Again, SWATradio.com. Check it out and uh, hope to see you in person. We're going to take our final break. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes with my good, my new good friend Nick Lekas joining me in studio this afternoon. You, Nick, you were just apologizing. I'm like, hey, I'm enjoying this conversation. This is a lot of what we, you know, we, Doug and I do, Dave and I do. Just the, just the conversation, the, the camaraderie that we have, the things that God has knitted us together, the things we have in common. And uh, but one thing I did did not recognize is uh, Jeremy, our producer, was uh, apparently flagging us down that we had a phone call uh, from uh, Austin. Austin, are you still hanging in there with us? Hi, how y'all doing? <laughs> Good, man. Hey, I am so sorry. I don't know when you called, but there's a there's a curtain inside our studio, and sometimes Jeremy hides behind the curtain, so I, I can't see him very clearly. But he says he was waving at us, letting us know you were on the air. What's on your mind? Yeah, no worries. I just wanted to call and comment what, what you're talking about with the pastors. You know how sometimes we just, you know, we kind of, you know, we feel like we're we're different from them or separated, or sometimes we maybe just, uh, you know, are spoon fed all the time. That, uh, you know, we're 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 always called to it, like the word says, as priests to go out and, you know, as priests the gospel, lock this word into our heart, but also, uh, you know, give it to others. You know, and it's not just the power that they're a good speaker. You know, it's the power and lies in in the gospel. Um, I, I know uh, my, my pastor always says it's it's moderately delivered and that's exceptionally received, and it's all, all always different by well, you know whose face he's looking at. Some are receiving it you know well, some are not, um, and uh, you know it's it's the Holy Spirit that that really works through the gospel, man. The power is all in that. So I mean, I just encourage people to 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 be able to you know if you if you don't think you're you're a teacher, someone's watching. You're you're able to teach somebody, and um, that's why I just I, I enjoy with you men, um, Nick. I think I sat with you and uh, when we were at the Presbyterian Church, um, and, and Brad, you just you're you're always your heart for for teaching. It's just it's it's exceptional, man. So um, being able to 
be under uh, y'all's teaching and to go out and teach those that are watching me, um, you know, just like Paul says, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Um, I, and I just, I just thank you guys so much for, for doing what you do. And I, I boast in the Lord for it, man. Praise God. Amen. Austin, you, we really do appreciate those kind of calls. It's just such an encouragement. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was thinking, you know, when, when you were talking, Austin, I was thinking about where Paul says, when I came to you brothers, I didn't come with, you know, eloquence or superior wisdom, but I pr- proclaimed to you the testimony about God. And I, I just yeah. think that we have, and, and, and to be honest, I mean, if I'm transparent, the reality is I can often look at, I may look at Nick or I may look at Austin or I may look at my pastor or I may look at, you know, Doug and, and in some way elevate them, which to be honest, completely discounts the power of the gospel. You know, Amen. if we're promised that the word will not return void, let's just share the word. Let's just share the gospel and trust that the Holy Spirit is going to do the work that it was sent out to do. And so, man, yeah. you, you nailed it, Austin. Thank you so much for calling. And um, Yeah, yeah. Also, for those guys that are maybe listening that aren't aren't in a study or can't get to one, um, you know, I know we, we had one move uh, over to Belfort. Um, you know, just we're on SoundCloud, and uh, I've been reaching out on that, and it's just awesome to be able to get the Bible studies, though it is – even better to you know be there in person um i know doug said the other day you know how he misses his guys and you know that same goes with everybody we're like a big family yeah and uh it's still it's great to be able to get the word whenever um you can't be able to follow along with you guys and acts it's been uh just it's been amazing man so to be able to take uh what i've been learning in acts and 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 to bring that to others it's just it's great and i really appreciate what you guys do amen amen well thank you so much for calling and uh We'll see you maybe Thursday. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, brother. Take care. Good call there from Austin. Hey, before we're and we're in our last segment, we've got about seven or eight minutes. Nick, why don't we jump into the text that we're looking at this week? And sure. and David and I were looking. So, you know, last week we were talking about Paul's ministry is really winding down, and he he's heading back to Jerusalem. He stops in Troas with seven young disciples. Along with Luke, he performs his last miracle on Eutychus. And uh, last week, we saw God model in the apostles Paul and his call to, number one, attain his, attain his desire by serving the Lord humbly, to appropriate his devotion by surrendering to the Lord trustingly, and advancing his declaration by stewarding the Lord's message. So this week, we're, we again look at Paul's only recorded sermon to the church. And this gives us just kind of a glimpse of his ministry in Ephesus over the past three years. We see Paul and the pastor shepherd rather than Paul the evangelist. Interesting that this is the only recorded uh, sermon, really, that Paul gives. And there's so much that we looked at. It's really a new generation of disciples, new leaders, new elders. Paul is, in a sense, passing the baton. And we were talking about this last week. Listen, if if your last t- day on earth is, let's say it's six months from now. Who are you passing the baton to? And that's what Paul, that's what's happening. Paul knows, he, he, he knows the words of Jesus that said, you're going to experience suffering for my sake. And so God reminds us this week that we are called to be 
number one, directed by the control of the Holy Spirit. This is out of Acts 20, verses 22 to 27. And I'm going to have you read it here in just a second. But we're, God reminds us that we are called to be directed by the control of the Holy Spirit. We're driven by the commission of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then finally, tomorrow, we'll look at being dependable in the communication of God's truth. So, Nick, if you would, let's read Acts chapter 20, verses 22 through 27, and then we'll just kind of highlight one verse for today in the next five minutes. Sure. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall shall befall, befall me there, save that the Holy Spirit witnesses in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear to myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that you all, among whom I have gone preaching, the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare to you all the counsel of God. May God bless the reading of his word. So David and I were talking about this yesterday. Interesting that that the very first verse that you you read there is, in, is Acts 20, verse 22. And now, behold, I'm going to Jerusalem the word, the word in the ESV is constrained. What is what is the word for you? Is it bound? Yes. Uh, you know, I was thinking about. So we we kind of talked about this fact, the fact that we're going to be bound by something. And uh, you know, many of us are bound by the things of this world. We're 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 really hijacked by the things of this world. Amen. Paul says, "I'm bound in the Holy Spirit." He is about doing the work of the Holy Spirit. And today, I just want to really quick highlight verse 24, which says, But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus. To, uh, to, it says, to uh, testify to the, good, to the gospel of the grace of God. So when you think about your life, you know how many of us view our life as valuable? Most of us view our lives pretty valuable. Yeah. You know when 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 we Galatians two twenty you you've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. We know that text. We know that verse. We've memorized that verse. But do we identify with it? Paul clearly identified with this idea that my life is not my own. I was bought with a price. Therefore, I'm going to run this course. I'm going to run this race with with persistence. With, you know, he is on mission. And so he's he's driven by the commission that he's been given to testify to the gospel. I know you taught on this last week over at the Mandarin study or the the uh how the I call it, what do we call that study? The Jumping Jack's House of Food study. Yeah, yeah. Since it's moved technically out of Mandarin, I think. But uh, what was your kind of take on this particular verse? Well, there were there were three things that uh, um, jumped out uh, at me, um, and you know, first of all, 
you know, maybe I, I should confess probably more than three things, right? But, but you know, Paul obviously does not consider what is about to happen to him important. He, he knows something's going to happen. He may, may not know exactly what is going to happen, but he has a good <laughs> sense there's going to be trials and tribulation yeah. in his very near future once he arrives there. And he does not count that as something to stop him. He's not concerned the consequences of actually going to Jerusalem and experiencing that, provided he can continue to uh, to do do the work. And and that would be the second thing that jumped out, right? He he really wants to finish what he has been charged to do, um, you know. So so that that is driving him. And and finally, you know, what is he trying to do? He's trying to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Yeah, yeah, good good stuff. And I think that yeah the 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 things that I see is he accounts his life of no value. He knows he is, uh, his time here on earth is short. I think there's so much really in this entire passage that is is fascinating. You realize the impact that Paul has had on these seven uh, guys, including Luke. He, he bypasses Asia, uh, on his way to Jerusalem. He, he calls those guys to come. They come. Yep. He spends time with them. You know, we were talking about the, the importance, and Austin even brought it up, the importance of just the fellowship of men, right. having men in your life. And I think about the, the, the importance of Paul pouring into these men, Paul handing the baton off. But more important than that is the fact that Paul knows what the mission is. We are so easily distracted. And so there's just such a challenge here that Paul lays out that my life is of no value, but I've got a mission. I've got to finish my course. I've got a, I've got a race to run in the ministry I received to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. I think of 1 Peter 2.9, you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession. That's who you are. Here's your mission. Go proclaim the gospel. From, from from darkness into light. And uh, what a mission, what a call. Nick, what a pleasure to have you in Thank studio you, with me. Great being here. Thank you for the opportunity. Hey, I'm looking forward to coming and uh, hanging out with you. We'll get you back in again soon. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening 